Welcome, everybody. It's time to grab your board, swim out into the waves, and see if you can catch the sales pipeline with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Hey, Matt. Hey, Paul. How are we doing? I'm doing good today here. It's actually the sunshine, and we're feeling better. Well, I'm glad the sunshine is somewhere. It's uh, it's rainy here in Seattle. It, we, we've had about two inches of rain over the last couple of days, and that's after several inches of snow. Oh, so, wow. Um, it's weird. I mean, I was in I was in Washington D.C. literally yesterday for a conference, and I arrived on Tuesday afternoon. It was seventy three degrees in Washington D.C. <laughs> wow! <laughs> in early February, Crazy. of course, now it's dumping snow throughout the entire East Coast. So, if you are on the Eastern Seaboard listening live to Sales Pipeline Radio today, I hope you are working from home. Hopefully, this is not going to be a repeat of two years ago when most of you worked for home for about three weeks. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, crazy weather. Uh, but, uh, Paul, gl- glad you're able to go outside again now that it's no longer, there's no longer water falling from the sky. It, it's finally back to normal here. It's sunny and uh, nice in California. That's great. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us today at Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, thanks, everyone, for who's listening to us live on the Sales Lead Management Radio Network. You can hear us every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. You can also join us anytime on demand through our podcast at uh, Google Play, the iTunes Store, and every one of our episodes available on demand uh, for the end through the end of time at salespipelineradio.com. Through the every, end of time, they're going to be the up end there. End of time. I mean, I didn't. I didn't give you a time frame. <laughs> the end of time. Be, wow. Yeah, no, it could be for millenniums. It could be. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not getting into that part of the conversation. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Anything you want, we're, I don't know how many episodes we're up to now. I think we're probably close to, we've got to be over 50. We've been oh, doing this weekly easy, now for yeah. about a year. But uh, yeah, excited excited to have you joining us. If, you're, if you've been with the show for a while, thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you get something good out of this. We feature every week leaders in the sales and marketing world who have some elements of the pipeline that they're managing or they're advising on. And today is no different. I'm very, very excited to have with us. Uh, the author of the book Game Breaker. Uh, this is a book uh, in, in a sales book, strategy book that I think is a little bit maybe run under the radar. Uh, you know where you hear a lot about books like uh, the Challenger Sale and, and Spin Selling and other and other books that are that are fantastic. But really excited to have with us today uh, the author of the book Game Changer, uh, Ron Brock. Ron, thanks so much for being here with us. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, I, I do think that this, I read this book recently and was really, really impressed with what it included and, and, and highly recommend it for those that are, that are in sales, that are coming up in sales, and that just generally want to make themselves a better salesperson. Talk a little bit about sort of your history in sales and what brought you to want to write this book. I began uh, in corporate sales uh, and, and went into sales management and marketing management, uh, found that uh, I loved selling. So I went back into selling, uh, became a uh, commercial real estate broker, uh, and did that for uh, about 35 years, uh, enjoying every minute of it, and training uh, salespeople to uh, become salesmen. And that uh, culminated in my forming a company that, uh, well, it followed a a brokerage company that I owned, and then the company that uh, I formed was a software development company for uh, the commercial apartment industry, a company named Pierce Iceland. Uh, Pierce Iceland was subsequently sold to uh, Yardy Enterprises, which deals in software for the uh, commercial real estate industry. Since then, uh, 
to avoid boredom and to stay with something that I love very much, selling, I wrote Game Breaker. Now, one of the things that, that I like about this book, you know, you've been asked a number of times, you know, do you do you need to, is, is sales, uh, you know, something you're born with? Is it something you can learn? And, and I think the perspective you take in this book is very much enough. I, I think I'm quoting you here when you say, you know, you can take someone who's, you know, untrained, otherwise, you know, somewhat ordinary, you know, sort of an average, average person who's starting in sales and transform them into someone of, in your words, notable superiority. And so the idea that this book includes a number of best practices and sort of secrets, if you will, to do that, is that, is that still an accurate representation? And I think, you know, from your own bio, it seems that you, you sort of followed a similar path yourself. Yes. Uh, I began like every, well, every salesman did during my time period, reading a few books about selling but having no knowledge whatsoever and developing my own style. And what I discovered was it was fine, but it worked for me and not for other people that I was trying to turn into salesmen when I became a sales manager. And that uh, involved me uh, moving into developing a format that anyone could use rather than just the uh, what you think of as the born salesman. So if you take someone who has uh, very little charisma they can be turned into a great salesman. And I use as as an example Ben Feldman, who is uh, almost the epitome of the uh, individual you would say, no, uh, he's not a salesman. Ben became the greatest salesman ever sold insurance through just plain hard work and determination. And that's true for just about anyone. Uh, You have to have the determination first. But if you have that, and you're willing to listen. Selling, learning to sell is like learning a sport. You uh, you begin by throwing the ball and catching it, and in selling, you learn how to express yourself in a way that sounds interesting and meets the other person's qualifications. What what are they looking for? Talking, real talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Ronald Brock, who is the author of the book Game Breaker, A Guide to Word Class Selling. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can also uh, check it out and learn more about Ron at uh, GameBreakerBook.com. Uh, you, you talk, you know, you talk in the book a little bit about some of the people that you read and some of the, the people that in, influence you. Who are who are some of the, the the people who are some of the authors that you listen to? I know you 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 mentioned people like Dale Carnegie. You talk about Vincent Vincent Peale, and who are some, or, or someone Norman Vincent Peale? Who are some of the other people that you've learned from that you recommend other people, you know, either starting in sales or that are that are in the middle of their sales career, really sort of go back and learn from? So, of the fundamentals, so to speak? Well, almost anyone will tell you that books by Dale Carnegie, Og Mandino, people like that, uh, Peter Principle. They will give you a piece of what you're looking for in selling, but they don't necessarily cover everything. But if you if you put enough of these together, uh, one of the most important ones probably you you don't hear much about is by uh, Roger Reed and David Merrill, and has to do with uh, personal styles. And I mentioned that in the book: uh, driver, expressive, amiable, and analytical. And those four styles pretty much fit everyone to some degree. And, you know, we, we see in psychology uh, a lot of tests on 
telling you what you're like and what another person is like, but those four will tell you quickly what you're dealing with when you sell to someone and you adapt your selling style to whatever their style is. Uh, that's, that's a particularly good one. It's called Personal Styles and Effective Performance, and it's by Merrill and, Le- and Reed. Now, I haven't read that entire book, but I think that the, the topic there is really interesting. So I think in today's sales environment, uh, I think there, there seems to be an increasing push towards uniformity. Uh, and and segmentation of roles. So you you know you, you know you've got a lot of companies that are scaling their sales teams and have some people doing lead qualifications, some people doing the selling, some people doing the closing, and a lot of that comes from a sales playbook that is intending to sort of be a little bit of a one size fits all in terms of how quote unquote we do sales, a company does sales. But I think the idea behind Marilyn Lee there and personal styles is not only identifying your selling style, but understanding who you're selling to, what their style is, how they operate and and leveraging the uniqueness of that conversation to build rapport and close the deal talk a little bit about that and and, and how you know is is there a way that today's sort of you know scalable sales team can still leverage that customization to be successful well it makes good sense what they're doing because it takes several years to become a salesman just like if you wanted to be uh, become a professional golfer you're not going to just pick up a club and, and join the circuit you're going to learn how to do it, and you're going to practice it, and you're going to do it over and over, and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Right. And selling, learning to sell is a, is a process of making mistakes, correcting the mistakes, and moving on. Uh, if you have these different levels that you're talking about, and yes, I've seen it too, uh, what you're talking about is different levels of skills. Uh, one of the biggest problems that salesmen have is the fear of rejection. And that guy that's going to close the end result that you're talking about has overcome that fear. Uh, He's going to go into close and expect that he's doing you a favor as opposed to imposing something on you. Uh, The others, maybe with less experience, they can eventually get there or maybe they won't. Uh, Some people cannot get over fear of the word no. Well, and I think it, it's you know, every salesperson faces no on a regular basis. It's how well you push through that without being belligerent, but look after the, you know, the prospect's interests. You know, has you know how much do you see has sales evolved recently with, you know, whether it's the predictable predictable revenue model of segmenting roles, whether it's the challenger model of really addressing, um, you know, what you know the the, the complexity of the buying environment um, is. You know, on one hand, I think there's a lot of great new intelligence and understanding of how sales operates in an increasing complex, in increasingly complex world. But on the other hand, um, you know, we're still people selling to people, and I think some of the the fundamentals of selling from Dale Carnegie, you know, from Zig Ziglar, can sometimes get lost. Is is there are there any best practices or advice you'd give people to sort of balance those two approaches, sort of the traditional with sort of the new? Well, those uh, particular publications dealt heavily with how to develop yourself to be the kind of person that people want to deal with. And it's referred to as the halo effect. If you're a particularly attractive person, in some way that means you're also honest and, and forthright, so somebody you should deal with. Moving beyond that is, say, what attracted someone to you to want, to, want you to, to, to sell to them? And the biggest factor really is trust, trust and confidence in what that person has to say. And that can come from having a 
a great take-over-the-room personality, or it could become nothing more than a very trustworthy, uh, workmanlike approach to selling. The, the key, though, to selling is someone who can sit, listen to what the other person wants, what's their specific need, and then direct everything to the need, and then in the end, not be afraid to close, and close with it. You know, there's a variety of books that tell you there's 39 ways to close and all those uh, types of, uh, well, manipulative selling. Mm-hmm. Really, the, the key is to get with the other person, to get on their wavelength and vibrate with them. And that's tough for people because they're busy thinking about what they're going to say rather than listening to what that other person is telling them. We're uh, joined today on Sales Pipeline Radio by Ronald Brock, the author of Game Breaker, A Guide to World Class Selling. we got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be back in a couple minutes uh, more with Ron. We're going to talk about some of the other things he's seeing in the, in the sales world. I love getting his uh, fresh perspective based on uh, years of selling and seeing what's happening today. We've got a lot more questions. A lot more questions with Ronald. A more on the Sales Pipeline. We'll be right back. Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide, to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download it free at HeinzMarketing.com. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. And now back to Matt and his guest. All right. Thank you, Paul. Well, uh, thanks again, everyone, joining us Sales Pipeline Radio today. If you like this conversation with Ronald, you can uh, hear a replay in a couple days up on salespipelineradio.com. You can catch a transcript of our conversation with Ronald on our blog in about a week at uh, heinzmarketing.com. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we got some amazing additional guests. Uh, next week, in the middle, right after we hit the midpoint of Q1 2017, we're going to be thrilled to have Lauren Baccarello. She is the Vice President of Marketing at Box.com. We're going to be talking about how she's partnered from a marketing perspective with sales, especially to go after enterprise deals. Week after, we've got Shannon Dougal, who's the Vice President of Marketing at Uberflip. We're going to talk about some some interesting and, in some cases, surprising new research into content marketing and what's working and what attributes of content are breaking through the clutter and getting noticed uh, by prospects and buyers today. But I want to spend a little more time today in Sales Pipeline here with Ronald Brock, who's the author of the uh, the fantastic uh, new book, or Game Breaker. It's the guide to world-class selling. And, you know, Ronald, I, 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 I love that you continue to write, you continue to learn, you continue to think about what you're seeing. And if you go to the, the, uh, the, the website Gamebreaker blog or GameBreakerBook.com, you can click on blog. Um, you're still posting at least once a week and with some, with some great, great content. And a couple of things I wanted to, to cover, you know, sort of highlight here. You know, you want, one of the, the topics you wrote about uh, in December was the idea that, you know, selling skill improvements come only through making mistakes. Talk a little bit about what that means. I mean, clearly people don't 
you know, intend to make mistakes. We don't want to, uh, you know, go through failure, but oftentimes failure and mistakes are the path to improvement and success. Uh, talk a little bit about what you, what you've learned from that and what best practices you can share with our listeners. Well, you're going to get knocked around some when you begin selling. Uh, and the longer you sell, hopefully the less you get knocked around, but you will continue to make mistakes in some form or another. And it's generally related to dealing with that other person in such a way that uh, puts them off. But if, if you each time you, you make an error, or make say you make a mistake of uh, saying to someone, well, I understand what you need is, and then they come back to, you don't understand anything at all. Okay, you're not going to make that mistake again. Uh, typically what you would do is correct it and say, as my understanding, and then you would begin to feedback. But feedback is critical, and it's very difficult to do if you're thinking about what you're going to say next as opposed to hearing what that person's saying right. and then dealing directly with it. Uh, if you're going to do what, if you're going to become very good at selling, you're going to stay motivated. You're going to take that selling very seriously. You're going to take preparation. You're going to out prepare your competition. You're going to try things that are uncomfortable to you, and that's where the making mistakes comes in. Very, very important to learning what you're doing, and through that. The biggest problem is to stay loose and don't give up. I think I agree with you, and I think persistence—you uh, know, positive persistence—is something that you see as a trait of many, many successful salespeople uh, who are hearing no on a regular basis um, and aren't necessarily willing to give up. And in many cases, you know, they're doing that not for their own numbers, but based on you know, for the you know, the to, to really be the advocate for their prospects. Um, you know, sometimes I think we hear no from prospects it's because they just aren't willing to, to deal with the problem now. They don't understand the opportunity cost of not moving forward. Is, is there a line between sort of being persistent and being annoying? And, and how do you tread that line oh, definitely. as a successful salesperson? <laughs> definitely. And that's the craft of selling, actually. Yeah. The old cliche is the sale begins with the first no. Mm -hmm. So you just you move from there into trying to understand what it is that's causing the issue. And it could be nothing more than it's not in the budget or they've got a friend who sells for another company and, and uh, they like their product because of that. Uh, what you have to do is get to whatever it is that's bothering them and then deal with it. Uh, that's perseverance. Right. If you, uh, if you want to get annoying, you start pushing based on how hard you work to make this uh, presentation and how difficult it is for uh, the other person to understand what it is we really do for you. That's right. Uh, that's, that's, that's the amateur. That's the guy that I refer to as a pretender in the book. He just doesn't get it. It's always the other person. If you answer the question, what's in it for me, you're doing it right through the presentation. You referenced earlier that you know becoming a successful salesperson takes time, and you're you're not talking about months and weeks. You're talking about years, and I, I don't I agree with that. I think that's true for really any profession. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the rule of ten thousand hours. That if you want to yes. become world class at something, you spend ten thousand hours on it, and that just takes right. time. Sometimes it just takes the at bats. But unfortunately, I think a lot of sales organizations and even salespeople expect results faster than that. You know, you hire someone who doesn't have a ton of sales experience. You put them through a couple of deals of sales training. 
And the ramp up period expectation is, you know, weeks, days, months. It's not a lot of time. So on one hand, you've got the expectations of a sales organization against sort of, you know, a sales rep that's going to need time. Is there a balance you can play between there? Is it, is it or is it just the evolution of just moving from good to great to world class? Well, what it comes down to is the individual. Uh, what are you willing to give it? Uh, you have to put in the clock time. But in addition to putting in the clock time, you have to understand what it is you're trying to learn. Uh, there's a lot of behaviors that we acquire over the years, whether it's from our parents or schoolmates or teachers, that don't necessarily work for selling. You have to be able to identify those, correct them, and set some new habits. And, and among the the most difficult is to, to correct are things like procrastination, our lack of follow-through, things that matter when you're dealing with someone and you're trying to, it depends on the size of the sale, but when you're trying to make a formidable sale, the ability to stay in there and get things done on a timely manner and and do it well, don't do slapdash work, uh, takes some time to get there, and you have to know your product very well. Now, that's study time. If you know your product and how it compares with your competition, that's that's a very strong position to be in. It's not the position you want to end up in because you want to develop a personal capability to present that in such a way that it makes it sound reasonable. Uh, I'll give you an example. Salesmen for insurance companies typically talk about your family and how you're going to take care of them. Ben Feldman, who was the master never spoke about dying. He spoke about when you walk out, the money walks in, that sort of mm-hmm. framing uh, of the product. And framing of the product is a, uh, well, it's something that requires creativity, and that just takes time to develop. How do, how do I compare to my competition? And I feel like we could keep going for quite a while here, Rob. I know we're going to run out of time here just in a couple minutes. Um, you know, definitely encourage folks to check out the book. It's called Game Breaker, uh, the guide to world-class selling. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can learn more at GameBreakerBook.com. And, you know, Ron, what's next for you? You have more books in the in the works. I know you continue to blog actively. Uh, what should people expect to well, see the from you in 2017 and beyond? Sure. I, I, yes, I will be blogging, and I, I enjoy the process of blogging, mostly because uh, once a salesman, always a salesman. Uh, I love selling the way a professional athlete loves his sport. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. So, I, yes, I will continue to write the blog. And I do have a potential book in mind, but most important right now is uh, the blog. And I enjoy that. Excellent. Well, highly encourage folks to check it out. You can find it at GameBreakerBook.com. You can subscribe to uh, Ron's newsletter. You can also uh, get a copy of the book at GameBreaker directly on the site as well. I want to thank our guest, Ron Brock, today for joining Sales Pipeline Radio. If you want to hear Ron again, you can join him uh, and listen to a a repeat of this this podcast uh, on our podcast at uh, the Google Play and iTunes Store. You'll also be able to get a transcript of this conversation on the Heinz Marketing blog at H-E-I-N-Z Marketing. Com. And make sure you join us next week and every week, 11.30 Pacific, uh, 2.30 Eastern, uh, right here live on the Sales Lead Management Network. Uh, until then, for our fine producer, Paul, and for Ron, for the entire network, thanks for joining us. This is Matt Hines. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the surf with Matt Hines and Hines Marketing as we surf the sales pipeline. 
here on the Funnel Radio Channel.